Good morning, listeners, and welcome to Mercury, a broadcast of hope. I'm Agnes Drew, here today with Dr. Rosalind Clark, and it's day 689 since we came back on the air. Any news, Dr. Clark? As Max has been reporting recently, there is still a gigantic zombie horde some distance away. We're still not in immediate danger, but with a thing like this, it pays to keep as current as you can. Unfortunately, the tasks of trying to keep everyone in its projective path informed, as well as the ongoing efforts to disperse it, are both huge, and the emphasis is, naturally, going towards dispersal, so our reports are spotty. All we know at this time is that the horde exists. It's moving slowly but steadily, kind of like a glacier, and we are in the projected path. Max is very preoccupied with it. Which I get, but everything that can be done is being done, so I'm not sure what the point is of fretting over it. Thanks, Dr. Clark. I have some news as well, and it's related, although slightly happier. Only slightly? Well, this is one of those bits of news that would be happy under normal circumstances, but it's only happening because of the horde, so it's a little bittersweet. It's like when sick children used to get visits from celebrities dressed as their favorite superheroes. Very cool that it happened, but you'd rather the kid weren't sick in the first place. Fair enough. So what's the news? There's going to be a mass wedding in Deerfield. What, like a bunch of people all getting married at once? Yes. There's about 10 or 12 couples. A few are still on the fence, apparently, uh, who've all decided to tie the knot right now. And they're doing this because of the Horde? Yes. There's so much uncertainty about what's going to happen with it. Whether it'll get dispersed, whether it might turn on its own. What will happen if it gets too close and we have to evacuate? That people decided they wanted to go ahead and make a commitment to the people they loved and declare it to everyone. I see what you mean about bittersweet. If this had happened a few months ago, it would have been a major celebration. Now it feels a bit like a shotgun wedding. So how are they doing this? Actually, from what I hear, that's been a bit of a debate in Deerfield. Some couples wanted to just gather everyone together and recite the vows in unison to symbolize the unity of the community. Others wanted to write their own vows and just have everyone line up so that everybody could have about 10 minutes with the spotlight on them. I think in the end, they're probably going to mix and match uh, a little with a small group, all going at once, and then the others doing theirs on their own. I heard one couple was talking about eloping, but nobody could really figure out what that meant in these circumstances, so they're not doing that. But the big issue has been with where to do it. Huh? They don't want to do it at Deerfield? Well, yes, they do, but I mean specifically. See, for this many couples, the church in Deerfield isn't really big enough. I mean, the whole community is coming out, plus a few people from other communities and a good number of the people who are on the periphery, living on their own nearby, who still trade with everybody else. So just hold it outdoors. Plenty of room. Well, yes, that's the obvious solution, except that there's one couple whose faith tells them that the wedding has to be on hallowed ground, and that means inside the church. I'm sorry, but that's weird to me. I would think that it would be okay to get married outside, surrounded by God's creation, rather than inside a structure built by people. That's the argument that's being made by the rest of the couples. The ones who wanted to do it as one big group obviously wanted to be outside, but 
Even most of the ones who wanted to line everyone up and do individual ceremonies wanted to be outside too, so they could still witness and participate in the group ceremony. It's turning into a logistical nightmare. I told Jennifer about it and she just rolled her eyes and said this was the kind of thing that made going to church such a mixed bag for her. She appreciated the fellowship, but she hated the rules that were clearly set up by church leaders and not by God. But on the other hand, she also didn't join the chorus of people who told them they should just get over it. I can see that. Respecting other people's beliefs is important. And they're not telling everybody else that they can't get married outdoors, are they? No, they're fine with everybody else doing whatever they think is best for themselves. It's just them. They want to get married inside the church. That's what's making it a logistical nightmare instead of a full-on fight. I think if they were trying to make everybody else conform to their beliefs, then it would be a much bigger problem. As it is, they're just trying to choreograph it a little. Wait, I just remembered something. You found a copy of the Guinness Book of World Records a while back. Are they going to set some kind of record for most weddings performed simultaneously or something? Yes. Well, if you add the qualifier since the zombie apocalypse, the record listed in the book is 35,000 couples at the Olympic Stadium in Seoul, South Korea on August 25th, 1995. Wow. That's a lot. It sure is. It's a lot of love. All right. Well... Best of luck to everyone. We'll be back tomorrow, listeners. For Mercury, a broadcast of hope, this has been Dr. Rosalind Clark and Agnes Drew. Take care of each other.